0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
1: A lawsuit that was filed against the Biden administration gets a victory from a Louisiana judge. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall also joined in on that lawsuit regarding Joe Biden's executive order, which put a pause on the federal government issuing any more oil and gas leases. Now U.S. District Judge Terry Dowdy placed a permanent injunction on the Biden administration for placing that pause back in 2021. The judge determined that only Congress is capable of stopping oil and gas leasing. The judge's ruling applies to 13 states involved in that lawsuit, which includes Alabama. Are you aware of environmental, social responsibility, and governance policies? Well, it's a global agenda and a value system that has become part of big corporations and big investment firms throughout the world, and it's already present and implemented here in Alabama. 1819 reporter Will Blakely did an extensive report on these new policies that are being incorporated in how a company does business or gets financial backing. Blakely joined the Daily Detail to break down how these companies are engaging in sociopolitical movements like the environment, diversity, and governance in order for them to bump up their ESG scores as considered by larger investment firms.
2: It has little to do with the uh, expected return on investment, and they, think, they seem to reflect a lot of the language that you might hear from uh, politicians or uh, thought leaders, philosophers on the left. Companies will have will issue ESG reports basically trying to reveal how they are in line to a certain set of criteria, and then these other companies will come in and they'll rate uh, companies based off of how they feel that they've met those criteria, um, and then they'll place them on an index where they are ranked for investors to look at and use that information to decide where to direct capital.
1: What you're saying in this report is that that's what they say they're looking to do, but that's not necessarily what actually happens.
2: Yeah, no, know, and uh, um, you know, there's certainly talk, some of the people I interviewed um, pointed out that companies like ExxonMobil are, are pretty high on um, on ESG indexes. And they're, they're some of the largest producers of oil in the world, uh, where companies like Tesla have been knocked off of a lot of indexes just because Elon Musk decided to try to buy Twitter and they didn't like that. So it's not, it, it seems like there's a lot more politics than some people would like to admit that that's involved with this ESG criteria.
1: I will continue my conversation with Will Blakely on the topic of ESG in the next two days of the Daily Detail, so stick with us. Changes are now under consideration when it comes to high school graduations here in Alabama. The Alabama Department of Education is looking into implementing new testing standards for high school students to ensure that they are either ready for a job or for college before they leave high school. The new requirements would involve a certain score on standardized testing, an AP or college credit course completed, an apprenticeship, or a technical credential. State Superintendent Dr. Eric Mackey says the graduates could have to meet one out of nine criteria as part of graduation requirements. The state school board will approve these changes in a vote next month. This will come after a 45-day period for public comment and input. A California laundromat owner has fled that state and landed right here in Alabama. Derek Toms was talking about the crime levels he experienced in the San Francisco Bay Area while on Fox Business News. The laundromats that are owned by Toms in that state have been vandalized several times. In one case, people drove a car into the front window in order to gain access to the facility.
3: Yeah, if you actually, the video where they're running through the truck, if you actually look in the top left-hand corner, you can see customers in there at the time that they ran through the front of the store. So, you know, to be honest, generally they wind up with nothing. And so... It's, it's a pain because they do a bunch of damage, right? They don't get anything, and then they try and come back. It's not that the police ignore it. It's really, I mean, their hands are really tied. You yeah. know, I'm pro-police. Um, no offense to them, but, you know, they, la- they lack the leadership there. You know, they, I'm sure they're afraid to be fired or anything and they're so busy with shootings and stabbings and things that are far more important than just property crime. And and any of these, uh, you know, the reports I filed, I've never heard back one time, never.
1: When Toms was asked by the television host about how things were going now, Toms revealed that he and his entire family relocated to the Muscle Shoals area and they're enjoying a new life here in Alabama. Uh,
3: Low crime, um, definitely more strict laws. They're definitely not afraid to put people in jail. Um, Very, you know, smaller community, everyone is very friendly to each other. And, And you just don't have to deal with all the stuff that comes with California, you know, the, I mean, You have to be sensitive to everyone in California, even as a, especially as a business owner, you really fear even saying the wrong thing to somebody and being boycotted out there. You know, it's, it's crazy out there.
1: A man accused of shooting at vehicles along Interstate 85 near Auburn is denied bond. 39-year-old Gerald Brown is facing attempted murder charges for three separate shootings along Interstate 85 in both Georgia and Alabama, One of those victims was put in critical condition due to being shot in the head. Police recovered more than 2,000 rounds of ammo from the vehicle belonging to Brown. Brown has not been working for the past four months. He's been on unpaid medical leave from the Hyundai auto factory near Montgomery. Congratulations to 10-year-old Owen Rouse, a very young alligator hunter, who was able to capture the largest gator in the west central part of the state during the alligator hunting season. Rouse and his father had to fight the amphibious monster for two and a half hours before they were able to pull it alongside the boat and kill it. The gator ended up weighing 399 pounds and 11 feet long. Owen was the one who got the noose around the alligator's neck and even took the kill shot. That's going to make for some incredible stories with the other 10-year-olds at school. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a memo from the National Archivist has now dispelled any doubts that the White House fully knew about the planned FBI raid on Donald Trump's home that happened two weeks ago. Emails have now been revealed by Just the News about White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Su communicating with both the National Archives Department and the FBI and DOJ regarding the materials in Trump's possession. Sue told the National Archivist Deborah Wall that President Joe Biden would be willing to waive executive privilege afforded to him and former presidents in order to allow for action to be taken against Trump. Archivist Wall then wrote a letter to Trump's lawyers in which she revealed that the White House had knowledge and involvement in the dispute over the documents and the fact that the National Archives Department was asked to waive any executive privilege given to Trump over these documents. In that memo, Wall wrote that because of input from both the general counsel of the White House and the Department of Justice, that she, as the National Archivist, was deciding to not honor the former president's protective claim of privilege over these documents. Meanwhile, over in Donald Trump's side, his lawyers have filed a motion this week at a federal court in West Palm Beach. That motion seeks to block the FBI from reviewing the materials that were seized and for a special master to be appointed who can act as moderator on who has access to those documents. Trump also demanded that a comprehensive receipt of what was taken from his home in Florida be provided to him by the Department of Justice. The court filing states that Trump was strongly asserting his rights included in the Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution regarding unlawful search and seizure by the FBI, as well as his executive privilege as a former U.S. president. Democrat Mayor of Washington, D.C. Muriel Bowser is starting to sound a lot like Republican governors in border states when it comes to being overrun by illegal aliens due to unenforced immigration laws. Bowser asked a second time for the National Guard to be activated in Washington, D.C. in order to help with the influx of illegal aliens. Those illegal aliens are coming in on buses that originate in the states of Arizona and Texas to deal with the overflow of the mass migration that's happening in border states. Bowser says her city is now being overwhelmed at various levels from public housing, hospitals and law enforcement. The Pentagon has denied Bowser her second request, saying it would disrupt military training and would affect the overall readiness of National Guard troops. Well, he enters a guilty plea, but will not serve any time in jail. Paul Pelosi, the husband of Nancy Pelosi, pleaded guilty to DUI charges related to a car accident in California this past May with another vehicle. Mr. Pelosi was driving under the influence of alcohol. Instead of serving jail time, the 82-year-old will serve three years probation for the charges. Police in Napa Valley reported Pelosi as being glassy-eyed and with slurred speech when They arrived at the scene and pulled him from the crash that injured the other driver. Police also said that Pelosi handed them his foundation card instead of his driver's license. What is a foundation card? Well, it's a membership to an organization that provides financial assistance and scholarships to California police officers and their families. I'm sure it was just an honest mix-up of cards. A Michigan jury finds two men guilty of conspiring to kidnap the governor of that state, Gretchen Whitmer, back in 2020 at the height of the COVID-19 virus outbreak and COVID lockdowns that Whitmer put in place. The two men were first tried this past April only to have a hung jury on the case due to implications from their defense attorney that FBI agents had infiltrated the men's social circles and set them up for the plan. Barrycroft Jr. and Adam Fox were given a mistrial at that point. However, this time around, the jury convicted. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1890 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio, as he also talks to Will Blakely about this ESG report on 1819 News.
0: One of the concerns that a lot of state attorney generals have, and, and by the way, I was I was texting with you before the show and just pointed out that I just stumbled across, and it was like in a obscure article in a um, in a communications or electronics um, um, news forum, that uh, Attorney General Steve Marshall just recently sent a letter to the president on behalf, along with 19 other attorney generals, asking for them to, for the for the the president to stop the SEC of all things. From enforcing ESG policies, so we got our own AG apparently involved. But yet, we've also got our retirement systems of Alabama, where all of our state employees have their retirement retirement plans. Um, talk to me about RSA's views on ESG, and, and do we have to worry about that as a state right now?
2: So um, that's another thing that wasn't exactly clear. Uh, you know, like I said, what I encounter as a reporter a lot, especially from uh, bureaucracies. And politicians usually is a lot of ambiguity. You know, they 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 say words, but the words don't really mean anything. Um, and when I try to clarify, sometimes they don't like that. And so, um, with retirement systems, you know, they they gave me a one-word statement. They said that it was um, they didn't have an ESG policy, but ESG criteria are. Still, an important and a factor in selecting investments. So, of course, my follow-up <laughs> question was that um, you know, do do you does the retirement system of Alabama use ESG scoring to in any way to determine which investments they make with the people of Alabama's money?
0: That's a reasonable and question.
2: They basically just yeah. I mean, I asked for a yes or no question, and they pretty much just restated. Um, the previous answer and declined to comment any further.
0: What what that basically sounds like, and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and interpolate, since I know that you being a reporter, 1819 is good at just calling balls and strikes. I'm the interpreter over here. I'll just tell you what that tells me is that they may not have a formal written policy that says here's what we're going to do, but it's what they do. Uh, they're trying to stay in good with the ESG folks, people like BlackRock, who might manage part of the portfolio. Now you've got other states though, like West Virginia. Just finished saying recently, we're not doing that stuff anymore, and they—they they, and there are states that are now they're proposing legislation to ban the use of ESG scores in the the management of state portfolios.
1: You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you've been enjoying the Daily Detail and have not yet dropped me a five-star rating, I certainly hope you will. And you can do so by simply going to the main page of the Daily Detail, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or some other podcasting app. And usually up in the right or left-hand corner, there's a drop-down bar where you can add that rating. And here's my end of report encouragement that for every bad actor that makes it to a headline in the news, there are millions of other Americans who do the right thing every day when it comes to their families, their communities, their church, and their God. And they aren't necessarily making it to the headline news, but that isn't stopping them from doing what's right. So let's go and do likewise. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our
0: great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.